Dunk and Dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to Dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle, and I'm down to Dunk. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to Dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to Dunk. This is Poku, and I'm down to Dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these? I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most of it. Good morning and welcome to episode one. One. Three. Oh, my. Up six, three. Of down, two. Dunk. You can find us on The Athletic and anywhere else you subscribe to your podcast. Go to theathletic.com backslash down to dunk and get The Athletic for $1 a month for six months. Go out and try some dream scenario available in stores now or at Lively Beer Works. I am Luke! Joined this morning by Andrew. But I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn Slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. What's up, dogs? What's up? We kicked Tayshawn off the podcast because he wasn't there on Tuesday night, and he's bad luck. He yeah, is we, bad luck. We told him last night that from now on, if as long as the Thunder need the lottery odds, that he can't be in the United States of America. He has to be in Europe somewhere. Yeah, he's not he's allowed in, to be he's around in Europe? us. I thought he was in... South America. He no, was in Portugal. Portugal. Portugal, I thought, was in South America. No. <laughs> well, Portugal's really? by Spain. They speak Portuguese yeah. uh-huh. in Brazil. Yeah, so maybe that was uh, the confusion. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just dumb. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. I was thinking he was in Peru. There Peru. That oh. is in South America. I know. That's where I got the mistake. Yeah. Common mistake. But well, studying. Not a, lot of, not a lot of P countries out there. Peas. I don't know about that. Hold on, let me peas. think. Poland. Poland. Portugal. Portugal. Peru. Peru. Pantartica. So, huge shout out to everybody that showed up on Tuesday night. Um, we, it, There's always this kind of pattern when we do one of these events, which probably now we can just let it go, mm-hmm. where I'm sending out a text on Monday. Well, maybe maybe it's Tuesday. Philippines, Paraguay. Ooh, yeah, I thought Paraguay. I didn't want to say it and then sound stupid, but Luke thought Portugal was in South America. Uh-huh. So, but it's always one of these things where I send out a text. And I'm like, do you guys know if anybody's going to show up? Because we, when I emailed the Jones Assembly, I was like, listen, there could be anywhere between a hundred to two hundred. 250 people. There could be between one and 200 people. Yeah. And what they heard when I said that was there may be seven people. There. Uh-huh. I mean, like 35 people are yeah. showing up. And yeah. so I'm starting to like panic. I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to show up. <laughs> same. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> I think it may just be the three of us, maybe two of our friends. Yeah. And then we get there and there's already probably 50 people there, 530. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, wall to wall, Psychotic Thunder fans. I'm bad at guessing like how, like, you know, that thing in elementary school, you have to guess how many beans are in the jar and you get a free something if you win. Yeah. I was always bad at that. So I'm not very good at it still. I would guess there were 4,000 people. 400 people. Okay. Yeah. I I think that's, I was told by somebody, if you think it's 400, always say 500. Really? Well, see. Okay. I think it's we cool. should have had people number off. <laughs> See, what I did last year is number I handed off, out right. I handed out One, the raffle tickets. Two. Mm-hmm. I handed out raffle tickets, so I know last year we had two hundred and seventy-five. I know yeah. that there was also it's there was also people inside constantly to get yeah. a good gauge of what was going on, and so I it was wild. And it doesn't matter how long we'll do this and how often we have these parties and people show up. It will always be. 
like an unbelievable thing to to me yeah. to us yeah i did we just walk thing. around like uh who this is unreal yeah, yeah. it was, it was awesome I always cool. do the thing where the day before I like send out the message to like all my friends be like, Hey guys, it's this, you really should come because it's like, no, I'm like, no, it's going to come. We're going to get there. It's going like, to be you and your buddies she, partying at Jones Assembly. Like we need someone there. Which they did. They showed up. Yeah. But it, was there. but it turned up, but it, but the turnout is always so good. People come from far away. People just, um, you know, not a bad egg there. It's great. I love it. It's yeah. so much fun. And we are going to have a draft party. We are ironing out some details on what that looks like. We don't have anything set in stone, but we should have that quicker than yeah. than the last But time. we know when it's going to be, so mark your calendars. What's that, June 23rd? Yeah, I believe that's correct. Mark them. It's a Thursday. It's weird. It's like when I think about it, because last year was really the first time that we did a like full-blown draft lottery then uh, 23rd draft party. Yeah. Because the year before was... 2020 and that was a funky year where poku was drafted anyway and then the year before i think we did banquet cinema which is no longer existing rest in peace and so doing these things like last year everything was pushed back a month and i forgot about that Mm -hmm. it's like why is it june june feels early it's because last year june was when the lottery was and july is when the draft was because of uh, mm-hmm. the weird schedule so anyway just huge shout out thank you so much for coming to be a part of that you all are so kind and nice love taking pictures and one of the things i said to a few people like if you meet us uh try to reconnect with us and or at least for me like i met a couple guys that are out of uh texas that are in student ministry and i was like dude Reach back out to me so I can actually kind of remember you. And then yeah. my man Paul from Norman, which is a uh, was so funny because I saw him and he had an Ennis Cantor jersey on when we, he was at the last oh the yeah, yeah. Party. I remember that yeah. And I walked up to him. I was like, "Give me a second. And I pulled his name out. You of did. Hat. Yes, that's like I the felt, most pastor like, thing for you to do. Oh. Wow. Yes. wow. So anyway, man, it was just I. It was like glowing for the rest of the week, not to mention the fact. That the party happened, yeah. but also the Oklahoma City Thunder got the number two pick. I know, man. Which oh, that's, that's another cool. one of the, my favorite parts is if you watch your video, it's like people don't know how to respond when they're picked at two because it's like this disappointment into Jubilee like immediately. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it's so funny because it it you want to be called at one, but you realize very quickly that who cares? We, the Thunder got the second pick in a draft where you just want to be in the top three. And like the the point of just absolute insanity was when the Rockets were drawn at three. Yes, that and was and awesome. It's just, it just is so beautiful to see that Rockets card pulled before the Thunders. From then, the commercial break. Yeah. Like that. It, they drew those numbers so quickly. They do it fast. They do it so fast, and I didn't realize. I thought it'd be like they draft four, and then and they they were like yeah, like four, and then it's like it, talk okay, it. yeah. let's take a beat, let's take a breath. There's let's no beats, people. man. No, it was just like four, three, two, and so it was awesome because oh, so so, it was just like yeah. I didn't have any idea it would be that. I, think I was that, celebrating, and they're like, it's already, it's already three, and it's already not us. Yeah. Well, post and post-commercial break, you definitely had still a, like a tinge of anxiety because four... You don't want to be four. You don't want to be you four. You really just yeah. don't. I mean, uh, it, it would have been fine. The place wouldn't have gone berserk if we got no. four. The fact that it played out exactly like it did was perfect. And, you know, this week, I think a majority of... Thunder fans, at least probably a majority of the people that would spend their Tuesday night getting wild, is they spent the rest of the week consuming as much NBA draft content as humanly possible. Yeah, definitely. And the media world knows that. Mm-hmm. So everybody uh, was putting stuff out. If you have not listened to the Slam and Jam um, draft extravaganza with James Edwards and Kelly Iko and James Robbins. Josh Robbins. Josh Robbins, which yeah. I should know that because he's the best he's media the best. personality in the entire NBA. Yeah, he's good. Uh, and then Matt Penny, of course, at the end. And then that really, she was great. The girl from Sacramento. Yeah, Jillian Adge. She was fantastic. Yeah, she anyway, was really good. So if you, but if you haven't listened to that one, that's a great listen. Obviously, Sam Vecini and Matt Penny did one the night of. 
Uh, Woj had Mike Schmitz on. It's yeah. just, there's content galore. But here's the best part about that. is as I'm listening to that, and we don't know how Presti's going to evaluate these guys, mm-hmm. but as you're listening to that, you can hear in a majority of takes that there's a pretty definitive one to where they land, not really as definitive, but one, two between Chet Holmgren and Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah. And then there's at least some sort of line of, of demarcation between two and three where mm-hmm. Paolo, as much as I love him, most people that know the NBA draft are at least setting him just a slight tier below one and two. Like Schmitz mentioned on his show, that he might have Keegan Murray like creeping up into the Paolo Bunquero range, which was like, oh, I mean that I don't know. I mean that guy knows a ton, so I would I would respect that evaluation. But that's just I mean that tells you something about the range that the Thunder are in. Like that's this is the tier you want to be in, yep. and whoever is selected at one, you take two, you yeah. take two, and yep. you can find ways to be excited about either one, whether the Thunder get Jabari or Chet. Um, yeah, I think that's. I think you genuinely flip a coin. Yeah, I would be thrilled with Chet. Yeah, I would be thrilled with Jabari. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be nervous no matter what for Why? whoever we pick. Why? They're just. It's just. I'm just nervous about everything. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just have a, just a general nervousness. Just nervousness about it all. Yeah. Yes, it has not subsided since really just before before the lottery. Well, and I, I do think the thing that, not that I'm nervous about, but the thing I am intrigued the most about, because it really is, to me, I'm not even remotely concerned about what they do at one-two. Like, either one of those guys, I have a very high, and Chet has grown on me dramatically since, even just since Tuesday, hearing some of these people talk about him and, and his potential development, watching a little bit more about him. Um, but in addition to that, I think that, for me, the most intriguing thing about the draft is I do think that there's a real possibility of moving from 12 into the top 10. Um, what that would take, I'm, obviously, it's all speculation, of course, but uh, I think that that's the intrigue to me is if Sam does fall in love with a guy, you know, like Matherin or even somebody like Shaden Sharp, where does he fall? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you could see Sam maybe exhausting a little bit of his, his future capital investing it with that 12 pick to maybe move up. So I, I don't know. There's It's all obviously just hope. Or, But then the guy from, and I should know his name, but the guy from Draft Deeper, somebody asked him a question on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he said, listen, the Thunder may just want to be patient because they could have somebody fall to them at 12. Somebody's going to fall. Like Jeremy Sohan. So- Jeremy Sohan. Is that yeah. his name? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. somebody that Penny was like, if this happens. <laughs> Clearly, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I ever think when I read his name. Uh, yeah, somebody's going to fall that's good. Like Johnny Davis. I think it's Sohan uh, is how you really pronounce it. Um, Dyson Daniels is on the NBA.com mock draft. Dyson Daniels will be awesome. One, he's Australian which would be cool to have two Australian guys. And Josh, like he and Josh played together. Um, and he's he just measured at 6'7". He's grown like an inch or two. Shoes or no shoes? Shoes. I hate that they do no shoes. It's the dumbest thing. They Everybody plays in shoes. Why would you measure anybody without <laughs> shoes? It's like you got to get those guys who wear platforms out. You yeah. can make them wear the same kind. Like you have to wear this kind of shoe. Like you can just require. Like, hey, yeah. we're gonna measure you in this kind of shoe. But nobody plays put, barefoot. You can put pla- you can put stuff in your shoes to make you look taller. It's like I'm one inch taller in cowboy boots. So if I measured in cowboy boots, it's like have you ever seen pictures of like, um, uh, like Robert Downey Jr., Tom Cruise walking around? They walk around in about a three inch heel, all of them, because they're all. Short, all so, tiny guys. Yeah, so you could do that. You could, I guess. I guess it is just trying just to. Guy, take... walk in, well, guy walks in on stilts. <laughs> Howdy, I'm eleven feet tall. Yeah, Paula Boncaro measured at nine feet tall today because <laughs> he's on stilts. What is he on stilts? What? How does he measure on stilts? Uh, but there's going to be somebody good that drops to them, and if if thirty helps you get to. I mean, it's a 10. Seven. 
I just I don't Is know it if it's worth. Wor- I just don't know if it's worth it. And it all depends. I think it does depend on who Sam begins to really like in the process. Yeah. yeah. There's. I think there's going to be good players at twelve. Yeah. And I would, for me, I would just wait because you've already done in getting number two. You have already done like the most difficult thing, you know about you know trading up in the draft or getting a draft position. Right? Like you had like this is gravy. Like twelve is just the gravy pick, and there's going to be somebody that falls to the thunder, and and maybe they do like Shaden. Maybe it is Ben Matherin that they really like. If it's either one of those, yeah, totally, I get it. Like you want an athletic wing. Um, both of them really measure closer to like shooting guard height, like six five. Like Shaden Sharp measured at six five, uh, which gets me less excited about him, honestly. Like yeah. I, like if he's six foot seven. Yeah, because what did Trey Mann measure out at six four? I think he's. I think he. I, his actual like measurement was six five, but he's like six three. Yeah. He must you have know? had them stilts on. Yeah. He came in on stilts. It's kind of like an Airbud thing. There's no rules that you can't. Just so, right. So you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no rules that you can't. So you can. So you can. Airbud. Airbud. Uh, <laughs> well, there's not a rule against it. I'll allow it. But yeah, I mean, I there does seem to be a tier that like 13, 14, 15. I'm like less, I would be less excited about. It's just kind of funny. Like in every mock draft, ESPN has Usman Jang. That's somebody that a lot of people have mocked to the Thunder, uh, who's very interesting. He's a very interesting prospect. He's more of a swing, right? He's definitely a swing. He, the story on him is that the, the beginning of his season was horrible. Like he, there was no stat to back up that he was even an NBA player. Second half of the season, he was really, really good. Uh, the shot looks good. He's a good passer. He's got good length. He's not the greatest athlete, but good enough. Um, kind of swing for the fences type of prospect. Uh, the ringer has them taking Usman Jang. The athletic has them taking Dyson Daniels. Uh, SI.com has uh, Jeremy Sohan. Um <laughs> And every single person that remembers Pearl Jam will now only Jeremy, think about that. I know every mm-hmm. time, every every time. Uh, Yahoo Sports. I'm not sure who does Yahoo Sports. Has the Thunder taking a Baji from Kansas, which is just like, yeah, probably not going to happen. Not going to happen. I'd be that would be shocking. Uh, not that I don't like him. I do like him. Bleacher Report. Sohan. Why is that shocking? He because he's old. Oh, isn't he the senior? Yeah, he's a senior at. Yeah. Was he junior or senior? I can't yeah, remember. It, I mean, either way, he's older than. Yeah. I just would be surprised, and I think there's better options there. No, uh, that doesn't sound like he's a guy that you're going to get if you need somebody to contribute immediately. Yeah, so that's why he makes sense in that 13 to 20 range. Mm-hmm. Gary Parish at uh, CBS Sports has AJ Griffin to Oklahoma City, which that's who I took to in the beat writer mock draft on the Athletic. Just because he fell, yeah, I I'd be surprised if if he got to twelve. I think with his youth, like he's the you know second or third youngest player in the yeah, draft. Second youngest guy he's, to Duran. He's yeah. got an NBA pedigree. His father, you know, Adrian, obviously Adrian Griffin, maybe the coach of the Lakers, actually eventually. But yeah, uh, I think that he's somebody's going to take him on the potential for the upside. Not to mention that he he was pretty elite from the from the perimeter in mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think somebody will take a flyer on him before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Boone, my guy Kyle Boone, shout out, uh, has Usman Jang. But, I mean, those are the kind of names that you're seeing. And, like, all of those are, like, that sounds great. I mean, some of those guys we're talking about, if things didn't go right, yeah. and you're at eight or seven or six, those are some of the names that we talked about. At that, at those spots that made sense for the Thunder, and so to get that guy plus yeah. Chet or Jabari is you start to really understand like the the thought process behind what Sam was wanting to do, and it was I think to me I think the Thunder were going to do this enough times to where eventually this kind of result was going to happen. 
it's just really nice for it to happen in draft number two. Yeah, I think that was probably what was like an underlying emotional part of the response is we are impatient. Like, mm-hmm. and even, I don't know if you, you probably heard it, but Sam and, no, it wasn't even them. It was Rosillo and, Rosillo, Bill Simmons, Simmons, and KOC were talking about, they're like, you know, it feels, they almost acknowledge what we've talked about. He said, it feels like it's longer, but this is draft number two yeah. on their rebuild. Yeah. Uh, so just the fortune behind that. But I know that for Thunder fans, we become impatient where we're like, gosh, are we going to have to suffer? Because it's a total different game if you're watching, I don't know, man. I'm already, I have a buddy who's a season ticket holder and he reached out. He's like, this, what does this mean? I was like, listen, mm-hmm. it may not mean a bunch as far as ultimate record at the end of the season, but it's going to mean a bunch with us as far as people's excitement to watch this team. Like if you roll out yeah, Chet, Giddy, Shea, JRE, Dort. Dort as your starting lineup, which I actually think would be a blast to watch. And really then you have fun. Trey Mann coming off the bench and whoever yeah. they draft 12 plus Poku. Yeah. You know, like whoever it is that comes off the bench. We're at 30. I mean, the thing is, the way we think about this team is going to change so much in five weeks. It's going to be – we're going to laugh at some of the things that we said last year. You know, because there's going to be so many guys that are on – that played on last year's team that played significant minutes that won't play. Or may not even be on the team. That might not be on the team. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, it's – it it will be exciting. I think the year will be very exciting. I think if they bring in, if you're bringing in the second pick and the twelfth pick, those guys are going to play a lot. And like, I think the Thunder will be back in the lottery not because they're going to like really really try and that they're going to quote unquote tank. Young teams lose. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just the way that it is. I mean, I would think about it as, you know, the second draft for the Thunder was Russell Westbrook. And they had Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant on the same team, and, and they, they got sucked. For Harden, right? <laughs> yeah, I would think about this season as that. And now the Thunder, their timeline is pushed a little bit further because Dort's ahead of of anybody that was on there. Yeah. Shea is ahead of that. But oh, still, yeah. if you place if if you play number the number two player and number twelve player significant minutes, and even thirty, like the guy who they drafted thirty could play significant minutes too. You're playing exclusively like like third or first, second, third year players. That's you're, you're going to be fun, but you're not going to win a lot. Of you games. will lose games. I mean, that's just the way that and it some is. Of that just depends on, we don't like, we have a general idea of what tier of guy Shay is. Yeah. We have a general idea. Yeah. If he makes any sort of leap between last year and this year, I mean, it, that that's the thing where you're like, now, I'm not saying they're going to be pushing for the playing game, which is actually because there's 10 teams that can make it in. It's like, yeah. I mean, what were the Pelicans? 10 games under 500 and made the playing game or something like that? Yeah, and they'll be better. But the encouragement is, is you look at the Kings, who had the seventh best odds for moving into the top five, which apparently, you know, I can't remember the statistic, but apparently somewhere around that range, seven or eight, those teams have jumped into the top four. Yeah, Jillian Adge said that every every year that they adjusted the odds, which has only been like three years, I think, seven has jumped up every year. Yeah, so that is an encouragement at least. And, and if you get four in the 2023 draft, mm-hmm. you are going to feel like you just, you know, stole something. Yeah. Because those, yeah. you're looking at roughly from what they're saying, it's super early, but you've got roughly five guys in the 2023 draft that potentially could have been in the top one or two of this draft, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, there's just, it's and that's just, what you, I mean, so much of it's luck, that's right? What you want though. I mean, this is what, I mean, if you're the thunder and you've got really one shot at this rebuild, you want to stack as much talent as you can. And it's not about tanking. What it's about is like, how do you, I mean, everybody looks at like, Oh man, how are the thunder going to compete with the Mavericks and with the Grizzlies and with all these teams? The way they do it is that they just stack talent in the draft the next two years and then use their draft capital to fill out the rest of the roster. Like that's that's how you do it. Yeah. And you let young guys play, you let them fail, you let them succeed, you let them grow together, you let them develop chemistry, you allow Mark Degnault to, you know, for him to grow as a coach and 
you just allow room for all of it to happen. And I mean, the truth is like the Thunder team, the first go around came together way faster than they ever thought it would. And there's a chance that happens with this team too. I just wouldn't, I, I would just try to understand that like the hope is like this team maybe does take a step where they're not the four, don't have the fourth best odds, but maybe they do have the seventh or eighth best odds. And then you add another lottery pick to the team and then you feel more ready. But what's great is that drawing two, like a core of Shea, Giddy, Chet, or Shea, Giddy, Jabari, feels so much better today than it would have been if it was like Shea, Giddy, AJ Griffin, or yeah. somebody like that, where it's just like, okay, like if it's Shea, Giddy, AJ Griffin, you're just like, okay, that's good. Like, I understand the fit. That's cool. I just don't know how they reach like a high ceiling. With Jabari and with Chet, like you don't have the you don't have to ask those questions again because I I think that you know it's you can see a path you can see the path with with both of those guys in my opinion that that they raise the ceiling of what the Thunder can be significantly and then if you get lucky again next year or even if you don't you know just adding a building block piece you know the Thunder added a building block piece with Josh Giddy at six. And next year is supposed to feel like a similar draft to last year's draft. And if you can get a player the caliber of a Josh Giddy again. And by the way, getting Josh just feels, it feels like the exact right pick this year, even yeah. more than yeah. last year. Because yeah. what if it had gotten four and you're like looking at Jaden Ivey, you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Which you, you'd be, I mean, you're taking best player available. I get all Yeah, you have things. to do it. But to be able to get a big, because Jabari Smith measured out at 6'10", 6'10 yeah. Chet is seven foot with a 25 foot wingspan. Slender man, man. Anyway, but. I mean, if you, th- I mean just having that guy there, he's going to make the life of Jabari or Chet so much easier. Oh, my God. And it's going to be so much better. Yes. Without it's, question. It's the perfect pick because if you look at this year's draft, like, Paula might be the best passer. Yeah, but they don't need that. In round one. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's not another guy that can, like, really link together an offense and can no. help run an offense. Yeah, it's one, one of the things they've said is there's not there's not really a point guard that blows people away. Like yeah. Most of these guys are more combo guards or, or even more to Johnny Davis or Jaden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to just real briefly, and I know we've got some Twitter questions. We've already probably spent 35 minutes talking about the draft, which is, you know. Only 27 minutes. Important. We've got time. So the history of the number 12 pick uh, you know, I mean, it's mixed. But what's crazy is you listen to these is a bunch of these actually were Thunder guys or Sonics guys, which yeah. is kind of funny. But yeah, you got PJ Washington uh, in 2019. I don't remember who it was last year, the 12th pick. It didn't have this on here. Uh, you've got Miles Bridges, Miles Bridges, Luke Kennard, Torian Prince, Trey Lyles, Dario Saric, Stephen Adams, Jeremy Lamb. So there's two guys that played for the Thunder. Alec Burks. Also was on the Thunder for a second, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was. They signed him in free agency and then let him go yeah. after the Russ and Paul George uh, Xavier Henry, shout out, shout out Putnam City. Uh, uh, Gerald Henderson, Jason Thompson, Thad Young, Hilton Armstrong, Thunder. Hilton Armstrong. Uh, no, he wasn't Thunder. He, he played was Hornets. for the, the Hornets. Yeah. Josh Primo was last year. Okay, yeah. You know, And then you've got a guy I've never even heard of, Yaroslav Korolev. Robert Swift. Nick Bobby Collison, Swift. Nick Collison. Yeah. So you go through those collections of guys like in, you know, you're roughly hitting about 65% on yeah. guys that are still in the NBA or contributors on a decent level. Yeah. Guys that played for the Thunder. That's about 50% guys that played for the <laughs> yeah. Thunder or, or at least in Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah. Now it's exciting. And I, I do think that there's good players in that range. And I mean, those are the, the kind of players that we've, been drafting through the years and that range feels comfortable but man the summer league teams are going to be so fun like the utah team is going to be incredible you know i i assume they're going to let the number two pick play with giddy and trey and yes, all those guys I hope. and like, that's going to be a blast because you get to see them pretty quick you know the the draft is the 23rd summer league is like two the, weeks later yeah 
I think a week later is because yeah, it's right around Fourth of July, right? Two weeks after is Vegas, which and Utah is before Vegas. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a blast. Which Utah isn't it basically done in like a high school gym with very little access to it? I don't. I it's don't not know. like Vegas. I know that for sure. Yeah, it's not going to be like Vegas. It feels like sure. the old Orlando ones where it was like in a practice facility and basically it's media and, and yeah, uh, you know, executives. Yeah, Vegas is going to be so fun. I cannot. Now I'm like, I really can't wait. Did you get Alex to go? I mean, he just had a baby, man. I don't know. Take him. Take the baby. Take her? Cal. No. Boy. Him. Yeah. Cool. I'm still nervous. What are you nervous about? I'm just nervous. Like, I was at the the lottery party and I was telling, I was like, I could throw up at any second. I'm so nervous for this to happen. Do you actually throw up when you get nervous? No. But your stomach turns a little bit? My stuff was just like, like, yeah. It was just, it was <laughs> yeah. I get the nervous peas. Do you get the nervous peas? No. Nervous peas. No. Nervous peas. No. Okay. Mm-mm. Nope, I don't. All right. Uh, I, t- I did a, a poll last night on Twitter. 2,300 Thunder fans on who you'd want most at number two. Chet was the overall winner there at 48%. Jabari, 33 Apollo, 18 And then 1% of people wanted somebody else. That's the Shaden Sharpers. Yeah, which is just like they really talk. Th- those are our it. those are our, our imagination boys, you know. Just just people that got really good imaginations, just loving that one percent. But mm-hmm. yeah, where are you guys at right now? Who do you guys want? I I've talked myself into chat. Okay, that's what I want. I think I've done that because I'm pretty confident that Jabari is going to go to Orlando. But I really don't. Like, you yeah. could, if either one of those guys fell to Oklahoma City, I'm like, perfect. It because feels like Orlando well. fans want Chet badly. The ones that I've seen. There's been some Orlando fans in my mentions. Just not good. Not good. Scary, <laughs> scary place. Scary, scary place. To who, who was it that just trashed the magic on the podcast? Marcus Thompson. Marcus Thompson. And I'm paying for his sins. <laughs> I am paying for the sins of Marcus Thompson right now. Uh, but yeah, I think that I probably am leaning towards Chet. Um, I think Jabari, his shooting motion is just stunning. And so to see how big he is, how hard he works, you know, it's one of the things Schmidt said about him is Mm -hmm. he's one of those guys that gets to the gym a couple hours early, does a full workout before, you know, he even gets ready for the game kind of thing. And those are the things he also has an NBA pedigree, you know, like his yeah. dad played, I think they say a hundred games or something in the NBA. I know Chet's mm-hmm. dad played overseas um, and played college ball. So the thing about Chet and it's really the thing about both of them, but the thing about Chet that is such a differentiation part of him, that dude is a maniac. Yeah. Aggressive, competitive. That's why I like, that's why I think he's between such him a and Giddy, guy. man, it will be, the intensity on the floor is going to be. They're gonna, know, they're gonna love it. Like he and Giddy, Giddy and Dort and Shay, like they're gonna love playing with each other. Giddy if wrote they, if they on get his to. Instagram. I know. You Giddy, Giddy has been on the Chet train yeah. for a little while. Yeah, he put that. He put those eyeball emojis. Yeah, it's unicorns, man. Yeah, they. It's. I, I do think also you put him with Jre. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're gonna have, and I, this is exactly what I went to because I was watching a little bit of Chet, and I was like, you could have. Because the fear is, his body, is it going to hold up? Which somebody said something, I I can't give credit to who it went to, but maybe it's John Hollinger. Because he is more slender frame, a lot of big guys put the wear and tear on their body because of their size. Mm-hmm. You know, Chet will not be able to, you know, stand up against Embiid or Jokic or even Zubac, you know, or anybody, yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. But the thing is, is if the Thunder, which Mark is so brilliant, but if you remember, like... The way that they used Perk and Surge could actually be the way that you could use like a JRE mm-hmm. and Chet. We have JRE using the body to to at least kind of slow down some of these bigs, but to have Chet as your rim protector that is able to help off and I mean, dude. And we thought like, if you think Surge was like a great rim protector and he was like Watch out. Yeah, Chet is cause, elite. Because Chet is already a level above. And some of that is that he has like way more length than Serge did. But like the timing and the 
like the basketball IQ is just through the roof. And you can also like if you watch even the the gif that I posted with the Twitter question yesterday. That's a seven foot tall, hundred ninety five pound, seven seven wingspan or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Literally taking someone off the dribble, yeah, and attacking the basket. Not to mention that one of his goals, they asked him, uh, whoever it was on the ESPN coverage, he said, "My goal is to be a 50, 40, 90. Yeah, like he wants to shoot. Like that's a that's a big wanting. So that's to, a wild statement. Wanting to make. yeah shoot over forty percent from the three point line, which he's already. I don't know, man. It. <laughs> he has the potential, man. I, and that's what I'm saying. It was like quickly. I was like, yep, I'm in. Whatever. That I know. Great. And hearing Mike Schmitz talk about him in particular on his on that podcast was like, okay, yep, I'm in on chat. Yeah. You know, after he got done talking. Uh, I do think that Jabari is the easiest player to imagine, you know, within this Thunder system, though. Especially for an impatient fan base, right? Because Jabari, yeah. Jabari's going to come in almost immediately yeah. and do the things that you're like, Oh, he's wow. gonna take. He's gonna take a ton of threes, and he's gonna. Too. He's gonna make a ton of threes. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's. So so I really like. Whoever we obviously don't get to control who the Magic take at one, but it really doesn't matter because both are top tier guys. You should is what I'm hearing. You should feel very excited with whoever you get. Yeah. So yeah. so either way on on draft night like we will be excited. Yeah, I think so. Unless Sam does something off the wall and then we have to figure out if they're good later kind of thing, like with Josh, you or know. Or Russ. Or Russell Westbrook, you know. But I would be surprised. Like, some people are like, well, Sam Presley always does something. Like, Sam Presley also took Kevin Durant number two. Yeah. Okay? So he likes to do things off the wall, but also if there's – two guys that are the best in a draft, he's going to take one of the two. You know, if he doesn't think that Chet or Jabari is the second best player, he'll take somebody else. He won't be afraid to do it. But I would be surprised if at the end of the day they, they don't wind up with one of those guys. And I know Paulo is somebody that I that I think could be selected as well. Like he's insanely talented, great score, great passer. He's, you know, you don't have the frame concerns with him because he's 250 pounds, 6'10". Like, he's a monster. And so there's not, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if they selected him. Uh, but if it's somebody outside of those three, you know, I, the only one I can really imagine is Shaden Sharp just because there's so much mystery around him and he could be like this 6'5", like crazy athlete that shoots it and can, you know, dribble past anybody and maybe he's you know Zach Levine on steroids and like you think that that's the best player in the draft like okay sure I just don't I would just be I would be floored and I would be very nervous (laughs) if they did something like that Uh, I would expect it to be one of those three and really one of those two in Chet or Jabari on draft night and you know it's it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. It is exciting. I'm very happy that it it's I'm so nervous. <laughs> but I am excited. And and uh that nervousness, that's why we all like if you're nervous too, we'll have that we'll have a draft party. You can come and be excited and nervous and, and joyful all together with us just like uh we were. Cause it, it really is just better to have a group of people that are all on the same page yeah we all we all it was great because and a lot of people said like i needed to be here with with you know thunder fans with people that understood that people understand the process we're going through with how important it is you know the the nervous energy like the collective nervous energy that we all had was just it was uh, like frankly it was awesome like it was just so cool to be in the same room with just yeah. Tons of people that feel the same way and that are hoping for the same and, thing. And there's everyone there that really that you have something to talk about with. Like you oh, know yeah. everyone there can talk wants to talk about the Thunder. Is there excited for the Thunder? Yeah. And um everyone, you know, not I talked to a bunch of people there. Um not a not a bad apple in the bunch. They were all great. <laughs> I, I want I did wanted to give a, a quick shout out uh to Ben Par Parham, who was handing out the hats. Yeah, yeah. That a lot of people have 
Um, we we tweeted about him. If you guys want one, um, he he just said to get into his DMs on Twitter. He's at Yugi, which is Y U G I one two three seven four four. Um, check out check out those hats. Those those things were awesome, and he was just. He was, he was handing out to a bunch of people. He was also the guy on the video that had really long hair in front of his face who was just, like, growling. Yes. So. There's a guy that looked like Wolverine. It, like, it looked like he had, like, saliva on his face. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's wild. <laughs> but uh, one of the things, I just did a quick research. Like, if you looked at the 2008 NBA draft, which Russell Westbrook was selected number four overall, is almost every mock that I could find had him slotted between 10 and 13 in that draft. So you do, you do know that like Sam has a history. Wait, who? Russ. Oh, Russ. Yeah. 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 You know, he has a history of thinking really outside of the box, but I would be shocked if you poop, move past these guys. Shocked if you pooped. Also that, that would, would be, be shocking. Shocked. It'd be shocking. It, uh, yeah, that's, that's my thought. Like, is he going to reach for someone? But I don't think it one until you do. I think you go with, you know, yeah. And then things, but I don't know. I think at 12, you you get you find someone that random that you really like, yeah, get them there. But I don't know, <laughs> it's gonna be so fun no matter what, honestly. No, uh, no, it's like a, it's no wrong way to eat a Reese's situation. I'll be happy no matter what, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back after this quick break, and we're back. <laughs> After that quick break, oh man, do you have a deep dive? I actually don't. I I uh, was going to, but that was going to be my giddy messaging uh, chat, and then the hack guy. So I used him, and then I'm uh, just talking. So uh, I fell asleep last night at eight. Wow! So I also didn't have time. <laughs> now is this like your nor- Like you went to bed at eight, or the normal L man takes an eight p.m. nap? Um, it was started as Elman taking an 8 p.m. nap, and but then it ended up as just sleeping all through the night. Wow. Man, you must feel refreshed this morning. Woke up at either midnight, like 12, midnight, 12.30, and set the alarm for this morning. So I did it down here this morning. Wow. I know. You must feel awesome. I feel pretty good. Are you excited for a Friday? Friday. You have a nice little Saturday. Get to Home Depot. All right. Well, let's... Uh, oh, you're going to Home Depot? I don't know if I'll time. Oh, I'll be going. All right. Uh, it's time for some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. You've got questions and you ask them on Twitter. Now let's get down to it. Man, that, that gets better every time I hear it. It's it's like a fine wine, oh man. It really is. Hey, our first Twitter question comes from at Sam underscore Mark underscore Kelly, who wants to know our way to early prediction. What seed will OKC get in the West next year? Um, so they were 14th this past year, only ahead of the Houston Rockets. Um, I guess we can go through, to me, I, there's a chance they're that again. Uh, because if you look at the teams that are ahead of them, Portland wants to be better than 27 wins. Sacramento wants to be better than 30 wins. The Los Angeles Lakers are going to get LeBron James and Anthony Davis back will likely win more in than, theory in theory and likely win more than 33 games san antonio spurs are not going to take a step back they're likely to take another step forward the clippers at 42 wins would like to be a 50 win team the pelicans at 36 wins would like to be a 41 win team the minnesota timberwolves i mean these are the teams that are ahead of them and now you I, never know like you somebody's never know, somebody's but. not going to be somebody's going to fall back I just would be surprised if it's any one of those teams. Now, the Thunder could definitely be better than the Kings because the Kings are the Kings. Um, Utah is a wild card. We don't know what Utah's offseason is going to look like. Yeah, but I highly doubt they would ever, like, even with Donovan Mitchell 
I mean, even if they just trade one of them, if they just trade Rudy and get something back, like they're likely yeah, they're not to still be get a down good team. In the thirties, yeah. So somebody's always worse than you anticipate. <laughs> Portland was that team last year. A lot of people had Portland in the playoffs before the season, so that was a team. So there's and the Lakers, obviously, and the Lakers, yeah. But there's going to be team. There's going to be a team that falls back. But the thing about the West is like it's competitive, one through thirteen. Like all those, all thirteen teams that were ahead of the Thunder, are going to want to be competitive again next year. Well, even if you go over to the West or the East, excuse me, you're still going to be facing some of the same things. Who's, yeah, who's willingly ready to take a step backward? I mean, probably still the Magic for another year. I think obviously Magic the Pistons are. I think the Pistons are going to be better. Whoever they get at five plus the guys they've already got. Yeah, I think they'll take. They want to take a step forward. I think. And then you look at like Indy wants to not, Washington not makes be horrible sense to be really bad, but they've got a trade deal. The thing about Washington is that they are more than the content kings of the East. They're more than content to try to make the play in. Like that's what they want. Knicks are going to be bad. We don't know what they're going to do this off season, you know. But yeah, I would anticipate them being bad. Charlotte will be better. Cleve, I mean, these are the teams that are in the play in Charlotte, Cleveland, Atlanta, Brooklyn. Like they're going to be good. Chicago, Toronto, Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, Miami. Like all those teams are going to be good. So we're really talking about like the Knicks, the Pistons, the Magic, the Wizards, the, and the Rockets, and the Thunder. Yeah. And then a surprising team. And then a team that we don't anticipate. Like, I don't know. Utah, Chicago, whoever that falls. Man, but both down. of those, and I know, I know, we're just it's just practicing guessing. But most of those teams that you listed, like it would take a substantial. Like Portland made sense because Dame got hurt, and when he got hurt, they benched Nurkic, they traded CJ, they yeah. they just went all in. Mm-hmm. Like, what team could you lose one guy, and a team would say, "Hey, we're going to rebuild immediately." Uh, if Utah for me, I do think if Donovan Mitchell had some sort of injury, but Donovan Mitchell's what twenty six. Yeah, it's not like Dame where it's like you need to save these years because you only got a few more left. Mm-hmm. Um, but my point is that I wouldn't anticipate them being all that much higher than they were this year. They may have a few more wins. Yeah, they'll be a better team, I think overall. But they they'll be a more win. talented team. Yeah, will they have a better record? I think it's likely. Is it possible that they don't? Yes. Just because they're young. Not because they are like tanking. Like I think like the I'm my hope is like the actual like tanking stuff, which like by the way only happened for like six games. You know, like the true tanking only happened for like six games. But the hope is like you can eliminate that by just playing young guys, period. Right. We'll see, but I would I wouldn't anticipate them like moving into the play in. I wouldn't I I wouldn't anticipate that. I would I would guess that maybe after I would maybe next the season after this, then maybe they could be ready to take a step because Giddy will be entering year three, Cheddar Jabari will be year two, and it's like okay, because the from year one to year two, that's when you find out what you've got in somebody. Yeah, because they they have. The pre-draft stuff takes up so much time. Like right now, these guys are at the combine. They're interviewing with teams. They're going to do individual workouts. Like it's just so much time that you don't really have to work on your game. You're just trying to prove yourself. And then you have to prove yourself again at summer league. And then you take a little bit of time off. Then it's training camp. And then you go through 82 games, which you've never done before in your life, and you're exhausted. Now you have a a chance to breathe, work on your body, work on what you – what, whatever happened in your rookie season that you're like, yeah, that didn't go well. You get to work on that and you get a chance to make a leap. So year two for Giddy is huge. Year two for whoever they select at number two is going to be huge. And I could see a world where in year two for these guys that they do take, they get to the play and it's like, okay, that the arrival could happen pretty fast. Did you see Giddy tweeting when he saw about not getting on the all-rookie first team? Yeah. I, I like did. that. Yes, I, I like that. One, I like that he's tweeting about it. Two, I yeah. like that he didn't get the all rookie first team. Yeah, because he'll have that like fire in him to prove himself. Yeah, you know, and I think that I, I like that. 
not that Giddy needed motivation. That guy is a it, him and Chet competitive. Well, and even Shay. I mean, Shay is that yeah. way as well. Shay's just more uh, reserved as far as the expression of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but Giddy, like that dude, is gonna work as hard as anybody else on that team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just loved. I loved seeing that. It was yeah. kind of like I would love in the past whenever Russ would get slided. Yeah. Because you knew it would fuel his fire. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I agree. They shouldn't even put him on the second team. Just keep him off it all together. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go to our, our next Twitter question. It comes from at Puke Kojam, who wants to know, 12 plus Mitchich plus Bays to jump up in the lottery? If so, how high? One, I don't think Baisley's somebody that's like, teams that are higher up than us in the lottery are like gosh let's just get him if he if he's on our team like things are, no like don't worry about that uh Michich, i don't know like there's been rumors of him being interested in coming to the nba for six or seven years um is he just doing that to up his yeah it's like, leverage to leverage against the team yeah, so they pay I think him there's more some of that i do i have heard from people that he really does genuinely have interest in the nba um how much interest? I don't know. Yeah, it would have to be the right situation. I don't think the Thunder are the right situation. I do think that it is interesting. Like a team like Washington, who's at ten. Like, does twelve and Mitchich get you to the tenth spot for them? Because they need a guard really badly, and Mitchich is ready to play now. He's ready to contribute now. You know, he's in his prime today. So if I'm Washington, like I would very, very much consider doing a trade like that. And if you're the Thunder, like I don't think Mitchich is going to be ready to come over or want to come over by the time the Thunder are ready to really compete at a high level. And I mean, he's great, but also your front court or your back court, it's already pretty crowded yeah. for a and, guy that's going to want a lot. Yeah, that's why I think like the Trailblazers too is is interesting for them and. Like those are the two teams that I would say if if they do a lot of international scouting, which every team does, like that's I think they would have a level of interest in that. Now you'd have to have his camp guaranteeing that he's yeah. if we're traded to Portland, we're coming over. If we're traded to Washington, we're coming over. But I also would not put any eggs. Keep all your eggs out of that basket. You know. And if it happens, like you can be happy about it, but hold on to your eggs. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at OKC Skittles, who says, obviously what OKC does on draft night is unknown, but what would you want to see them do with the four picks they have? How many rookies would you want to have next season? Trade up, trade down, use every pick? Jay? I, I do... It doesn't really matter, right? With the way the Thunder use the blue and the way they use two-way players, and the way and I know we get we get partial guys like Lindy, and mm-hmm. Aaron Wiggins, and or Andrew Wiggins, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Thank you. And uh, you know, it's we get partial to these guys, but with the way they do it, if you bring in four guys, you're still going to have a shot to like they're going to find a way to get them at least some developmental time. I think that. No what does make sense is like we've talked about is, is can you pair 30 and 12 plus something to get nine if you fall in love with somebody that's they you know and this is what happens it's the same thing with the magic like the magic could actually leverage the number one pick if sam falls in love with chet mm-hmm. and they're like hey we're gonna take chet unless yeah you trade us blank plus two for this mm-hmm. that could happen mm-hmm. uh sam's normally the one that plays those games more than other gms but that could be a thing but i do wonder either the 12th pick but you could really see the 30 and 34 if you find somebody at 26 and you're like man he would be a great yeah let's take a swing on this guy at 26 and you know that you know whoever's sitting there is going to take him mm-hmm. you know let me trade 30 and 34 for somebody that needs more draft assets. And that's the thing for Portland too, is if you give them multiple first, does it make it more likely that they could, you know, take those multiple firsts and move them around for a viable player like Jeremy Grant or something like that. There, there's all sorts of variables in there. Yeah. I think the hard part for us is, or the important part, I mean, is to go back and remember that Sam, you know, Woj mentioned it like in depth. 
Sam tried to get up for three in Mobley yeah. last year. Yeah. And when other teams aren't just always saying, all right, Sam, what do you want, man? Just let me know and I'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there has to be something that's mutually beneficial. And just because we think that 12 and Mitchich is going to get you up or, you know, 30 and 34 is going to get you to 27 or six or five. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I would like to, to see them have three first round picks. Yeah. Is kind of what I would hope. Um, I can't pretend that I know a ton about the guys that are from 30 to 34 very well yet. Like, I know the names. I know the kind of players they are. I haven't watched them in detail yet. So, you know, there's going to be, I think, from 20, I've heard from 25 to 50. Like, you just don't know what the order is going to be. There could be a guy on somebody's draft board at 25 that goes 45. So, that range is just going to be wild. It's like one of the it's one of the more unpredictable drafts in a long time because I don't know we don't know where these guys are going to go. And it's it's going to make draft night really exciting and also I do think that it makes the picks more tradable because I do think that there's there's just a lot of malleability in what you yeah. can do here. So I would I would like them to have three first round picks. You know, that's that's kind of what I would want and Obviously, it's Cheddar Jabari at one at twelve. I would like for them to take a wing or somebody that's versatile. Dyson Daniels is like probably number one on my list, just because he's really, really young. He's got good size and length, uh, has the ability to shoot it. Great defender. Like, there's a lot of reasons to really like him. So that's he's probably number one on my list. If they're to trade up, like Ben Matherin is probably the guy I'd want them to get. Uh, and then at thirty, I don't. I don't have a great feel for that range yet, but I will in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, the only guy in that range that you take a flyer on for me, or if you did want to put 30 and 34 together for 20, you know, maybe the Bucks want two guys because they, mm-hmm. they need more minimum contract guys to fill out the roster, and so that's what they want to do. And then you could jump up and maybe get a Patrick Baldwin Jr., who's the guy yeah. that has the most potential but was mm-hmm. a total flame out in college. Like, mm-hmm. But that's all. I mean, we're just spitballing at this point. Yeah. I got to go to work. But before I do, I'll read the next Twitter question. Oh, boy. It comes from at Panicked Waddle. said, if we truly got the second pick because a bird took a number two on Andrew next year, would he be willing to let an animal go number one on him <laughs> so we could get Webanyana? Webanyana. And um, if you if you were willing to get number two, Don, like number one is like, well, I wasn't willing. It just happened to me. Mm, uh, it was fated to happen. To it me. was. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Was it? It was a bird. I mean, I yeah, it was a bird. We got to get a bigger animal. If you're getting number one, Don, like a lion. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Got to start hanging. Or an elephant. They have, they have a walk the zoo thing on uh, Thursdays. Oh, yeah. Start going to it. Okay. And start walking pretty close to those cages. <laughs> Next May. Got to get a little square. Early running. May, I'll be walking the zoo every Thursday. There you go. Trying to get peed on. There you go. Yeah. I'm going to work. All right. Bye, old man. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Want to fire through these, Jamon? Yeah, some of them are just stuff we've already probably talked about. Uh, and so I won't thank you for sending them. Um, you know, like at me love Thundamo said, does trading the 30th for a future top 20 pick, uh, make sense for LA, the Lakers at all. They need cheap deals and have, and we have a roster crunch potentially, you know, like any of that stuff makes sense. I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. They don't know what they're going to do. It is a catastrophe of a franchise. Yeah. And they've traded so many future assets already that, May, yep. They may not be the team that would actually do that at, at this point. Yeah, at Zach Deeg asked the question, are there any, you know, like are an odds for Presty to trade back? He's mentioned that their boards don't match other boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you value someone later at the top and is confident to get him later and pick up more assets, would he go from two to six? It's always possible. I would always... Probable? Probably not. I would be surprised. I think the goal for a while has been to get into the top five or into the top three if possible. And then you get there and then you trade back would be 
surprising because if you look at like all NBA teams and if you look at the history of teams that make it to the finals, most of those teams have got a guy that's in the top three. Yeah. And so you want to, that's where you want to be selecting. If you're four or five or six, there it's just murky and you can be more flexible. But to me, I, I think it would be foolish. This one's from at Alex underscore Bowler Jack. Schlecht recently was talking on one of the billions of podcasts he does that donuts being breast, breakfast food. That was almost a bad sentence. That was strange. <laughs> what other food would you make canonical as breakfast food? So donuts being breakfast food is strange. So what is like belongs in the breakfast food pantheon? I mean, the egg is breakfast. And breakfast meats. Yeah. Sausage, bacon, pancakes? Pancakes, definitely. Pancakes might be my favorite of all the breakfast foods. They're good. I freaking love pancakes. They're very good. We you, went to, I was in Denver a few weeks ago. We went to Snooze AM, bake, or AM Eatery, ooh. which is like Neighborhood Jam, basically. Yeah. And uh, But before Neighborhood Jam. And I don't know what they put in their pancakes, but it was like... Like a sweet cream in the middle of them. I don't know, man. It's unbelievable. You into you into Kodiak cakes? Yeah, we'll do some of them. I I can. I'm real particular on stuff that I like. I just immediately dismiss things that are not the original for some yeah. reason. They're good though. They're not as good. You think so? I don't think so. Wow. Here's what we'll do: is one of these days we'll come over to my house, we'll set up my griddle, we'll yeah. do a blind taste test, and we'll see if we can tell a difference. If I could actually tell a difference, my wife loves them. My wife. My wife. I can't. I can't tell the difference. Yeah. I'll do. I mean, you crack an egg in there. Yeah. You make them. Yeah. You talking waffles? I mean, Little waffles. Oil? Yeah. Little whatever, oil? man. Like they're super good. These are protein pancakes, by the way. Like protein pancake mix. Yeah. So it's a little less calories and a little more protein. It's still a pancake. It's not like you're gonna. It's not like it's health food. <laughs> But it is another it's, one of the, it's way closer to health food than a regular. It is way pancake. closer, but it's, it's not still bis, a pancake. It's not Bisquick here. <laughs> Gosh, pancakes are fantastic. Uh, any other random things? Like, what's the random thing that you would think on a breakfast? So, I, when I went to Israel a few years ago, one mm-hmm. of the things in Israel, as you'll see, is and this is in a lot of countries. I bet McKelly would speak to this as well. As uh, which his Monday pod was. I must listen. Fantastic. It was pre, so good. Pre lottery pod. It was like the perfect, like, I need something to calm me down. And it's just McKelly talking about cooking. And McKelly is like, he genuinely, when he podcasts, he seems like, and he is, like, I, we've got to meet him. And I'll tell that story in just a second, but he just seems like the sweetest man ever. Like, just. He is. Yeah. Anyway. He, gen- he genuinely is. Yes. He came, he came in Oklahoma City. And he talked about this a little bit in the podcast, but he came at Oklahoma City and actually hosted a collection of us over at Andrew's house. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that was, 2017, 16, 18? 17. And yeah. uh, he cooked like, oh my gosh, like he had a soup and he had. That was 18, I think. Yeah. He, he did a beef tartare for an appetite. I mean, it was like. So good unbelievable yeah so it's not just talk it's like he actually puts that into practice yeah but what i was going to say is there any kind of like in israel it's like veggies and hummus and for breakfast yes weird like it would feel like a lunch spread here that's what they get for breakfast there so anything you think that you would like that other people might find weird for breakfast uh i'm very traditional when it comes to breakfast and i'm willing to shame people who do weird things yeah you know yeah, I do like uh, if you've ever had good grits, like yeah. cheese grits, but that's not weird. Yeah, it's not that it's weird. Just not it's just like un- it's not southern. as much. Yeah, it is. Man, yeah. they're good. Yeah. All right, this is uh, going to be our last question from at Ben Elephant King. Shout out, Jesse. Thanks for coming to the podcast or the party. Question about clothes worn to the draft party. Do we wear them in a normal pre-lottery party rotation? Store away untouched <laughs> under glass until next year. So he's talking about the draft lottery. Or wear what you wore on lottery night under your normal clothes every day. <laughs> if you want to be lucky, I would say that that's, I think that's a good luck charm. I would say everybody remember what you wore to the draft party. Yep. And next year we'll do it again. Yep. And you can wear the same clothes then. I'll be wearing, I had my, uh, Deborah Buckets trivia hour shirt. I had my Poku pack on. 
I'll be doing the same thing next year. I had my Guaranteed. original down to dunk shirt, the one that Andrew's wearing today. Yep. Not the same one, mine. Uh, <laughs> and we that's what I'll it. be wearing. Yeah. yeah. And some blue shorts and uh, a hat that I got from, oh boy, that Luke was talking about. Yeah. So yeah, just make sure you wear that again next year. And I am weirdly superstitious yeah. about things. Like when I was playing a lot of sports, like I would always have, I would try to do the same routine. So I would take this before and eat this before, yeah. don't eat this before, wear these socks if I played well. And if I didn't, I wouldn't wear them the next week. Uh-huh. So it's funny, like listen to Antonio Daniels yeah. talk about that AD. same. Yeah, I know, that was funny. So yeah, that was uh, awesome. one last question for you, Andrew. It's hard this week, but could there possibly be something in your life that has made you miffed and peeved? Ooh, my toilet broke. So I got so I got to go buy a part for it this morning at the Home Depot. But you're a handyman. I am a I'm a guy who can YouTube things. Is what I am. I'm not a handyman. I wouldn't know how to fix things without YouTube. YouTube makes me look like more of a man. It's, it's it is changed the game yeah. for people like us. Yeah, it's great. We had a, so our upstairs toilet wasn't flushing correctly. Yeah. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm going to replace the whole toilet. And so I'm like, all right, toilet not fully flushing. Like yeah. it was flushing, but not enough. Yeah. And they're like, okay, so a lot of times what they can be is like calcium buildup. So there's a like a like a pressure thing underneath the toilet. And then there could be calcium buildup underneath where the, when the water pushes in, it doesn't push in with enough force. Yeah. And they're like, so put vinegar in your toilet yeah. and then brush it really well. And then also if you can find a way to unclog that pressure thing. So I was going to call a plumber. Yeah. Instead. No. no. Toilet brush, vinegar, toilet works perfect. It work. Wow. See, it's bad for plumbers though. It is. It has put some uh, journeymen a little bit more... All their business. easy, all their easy jobs are going to the YouTubers. That's all right because they're still charging you twelve thousand dollars for air conditioning <laughs> yeah, units. Exactly right. So. Oh boy! Well, we'll have more shows for you guys. So much content. It's coming. gonna be. It's gonna be great. These next few weeks are gonna be so fun diving into the draft. So, uh, be sure to subscribe. If you're not subscribed on YouTube, go to youtube.com, search down to dunk, and hit subscribe. Go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk and get the athletic for one dollar a month for six months. If you haven't done that already, uh, it's gonna be great. Uh, we will talk to you guys again on Monday.